0: Bitcoin is moving sideways after a nice run-up and a bit of a pullback. Are we positioning for the big bull run many are hoping will happen as the having approaches? A new bill in Congress could have massive impact on Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies. Does it stand a chance of passing and becoming law? And a company famous for a very well-known beer brand is moving big into the gaming space with plans for their own cryptocurrency— question is will you want a twist of lime with their token so many questions and only a few answers but we like to set your expectations low so you can expect about that much and maybe more on this bad news episode number 360 of the bad crypto podcast Five, four. the bad crypto podcast do you still put the lime in the coconut and drink it all up you put the lime in the coconut and call me in the morning <laughs> nice as like we got a new song that's uh harry, a little... harry belafonte right here on the bad crypto podcast the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious and the crypto coconuts hello mr travis right
1: you know that reminds me of another song from back in the day from dr demento i know you were a dr demento fan yeah. back in the day But uh, have you ever heard the song, She Grabbed My Coconuts? (laughs) What? Yeah. Barry and the Bookbinder. She grabbed my coconuts and then she ran away. I thought I was alone. She came out of nowhere. I, I asked her if I could show her my coconuts that I'd grown high up in the tree, blowing on my big flute. She was staring at my fruit, answering, certainly. Heavy, big, and round. I had them since I was a baby.
0: Oh, my. (laughs) Until that
1: horrible lady knocked them all around.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the moral of the story is, don't leave your coconuts hanging out there because somebody might (laughs) run out with them. Lots of big news for you guys this week. Glad you're here for the show. You might not be after that opener, but we're glad. And we're also glad to have our sponsor, Upland sponsoring this show it's a location-based property trading game paired with a decentralized economy i made a video about this on my youtube channel it's a fun game gang there's actually like a quality game that is blockchain based you don't need to know squat about blockchain to use it anybody can download it for android or ios just look it up upland there's a little llama his name is mike b chain that's the llama's name, and, and you earn Upex as a reward for owning these virtual properties in the game and completing missions. Check it out now. You can get some free Upex tokens to get started when you download the app. Register at Upland.me. That's Upland.me. Operators are standing by. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the app right now, and
1: uh, it is under maintenance. There are, are They are releasing a new version of Upland soon, Ooh. so
0: they're doing a little, little, little update right now an upland update Mm -hmm. upland update up down and speaking of updates let's go to the news Time stamping this episode on January the 22nd, 424 24 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. The market cap of all the cryptos 238.5 billion Bitcoin, 86.47. Ethereum, 167. XRP, back up to 23 cents. Bcash, 344. Bitcoin, SV, 303. What? Tether, 998 cents. Litecoin, 50, uh, $58. Dollars. EOS, 362. Binance Coin, 1768. And Cardano, Rounding out the top 10 at four and a half pennies. Mm. Yeah, Stellar had a nice run. It's on 11. In the last week, it's
1: gone up 17%. This last week has been interesting because the previous week, which we did not do a bad news, there was some serious run up of Bitcoin SV. Bitcoin Cash did a little thing. Bitcoin went up over nine. Now, Bitcoin SV is down 28%, which makes that look like it was a total pump and dump type of deal. And, uh, you know, and then Stellar has been up 17% over the last seven days. Ethereum Classic up 35%. Dash. Dash has had a hell of a run. It's been up. It was sitting at like 35 bucks, I believe it was sitting at 35 bucks not long ago. Now it's at $107. It's been up 20, almost 22% this past week. 20% of Tezos has gone up. So those the are some big pretty win nice run
0: For the week is number 100, up 43%. Thundercore. I don't know. Uh, Bring thundercore. the core. You know, a lot of the Bitcoin derivatives had a really nice run last week. Not just Bitcoin SV and Bitcoin Cash, but also Bitcoin Gold, Bitcoin Diamond, all of the various Bitcoins um in all of their forkiness had a little bit of a run. So what the heck is going on in the market right now, Mr. Travis, right?
1: It's definitely interesting. It's been going around and around, and you know what? We were at, we were at uh, the 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 big North American Bitcoin conference last week, and then some people were saying it had some stuff to do with with Iran and the stuff that was going on there. And then there's more and more cryptos that are being utilized in, uh, you know, Venezuela and some of this other stuff. And so it, it's it's interesting to keep an eye on on all of that for sure. And I know that you know let's, I want to take a look at this here. You know, the eToro, you and I have been doing a thing on eToro, um, you know, a portfolio match thing, and I am currently down $75 on my... Oh,
0: on my okay. I'm, I'm not looking right now, but I am thinking that I don't know what this has to do with the flock of seagulls. I mean, you said it might have something to do with Iran.
1: It might. And then you ran and so far. Right?
0: Ran. <clears throat> That's true. Couldn't well, get away.
1: That's always a joke when you're just like, you know what? It's like Iraq and then Iran. So it's like hitting somebody in the nuts and then
0: bailing real quick That's so it's not good to do. Uh, again with the coconuts. What do you what's that's up? <laughs> the I obsession with the uh, the sack. Well, you made the the Iran joke. You made the Iran joke. But made the Iran joke. <laughs> so some are saying that the support is now at 8600. Of course, we saw Bitcoin hit all the way to 9200 and then it dropped like $500 in 5 minutes. It was like one of those straight lines down mm-hmm. bulls are saying that eighty six hundred dollars is the strength level and over the last 48 hours we've hardly seen it depart from that haven't seen it go under 86 saw it just go over 87 a little bit and it's just it's sideways mm-hmm. you know i'm looking here
1: at this article on cointelegraph you can see all of our show notes folks at badco.in forward slash 360 and this wasn't actually going to be in the news, but it is so interesting. I want to talk about it. Telegram CEO, Apple's iCloud is now officially a surveillance tool. And I actually saw some of the news on that is, you know, what, what Apple wanted to do was to encrypt everyone's iCloud account, and then the FBI asked them not to. And so they said, OK, we won't. And so it's better for the for the FBI to be able to look at everyone's iCloud account than to have Privacy for everyone. So there's an article here. Uh, uh, Pavel Durov, who's the founder and CEO of, uh, of Telegram, has said that uh, you know using WhatsApp, which uses the, the iCloud to store private messages, are part of the problem. And iCloud is now officially a surveillance tool. Apps that are relying on it to store your private message, such as WhatsApp, are part of the problem. So more and more people are going to be going to Telegram and Signal and different solutions like that because in theory they they're not. You know, checking on all of our saved passwords and backed up text
0: and all that other stuff. So it's just a crazy world, Mr. Joe Kahn, where we have no privacy. As long as you're you're going on the WhatsApp and, you know, the privacy, I don't know. Did you see that Jeff Bezos was hacked um, oh. by a Saudi crown prince? So the article is in The Guardian, and I'm going to drop a link to that in the show notes as well so that you can see. But apparently it happened From his WhatsApp account, he received a WhatsApp message that had been sent from the personal account of the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, according to the Guardian uh, Guardian publication. The encrypted message from the number used by Mohammed bin Salman is believed to have included a malicious file that infiltrated the phone of the world's richest man, and it's highly probable that the intrusion into the phone was triggered by an infected video file that he received over whatsapp over
1: whatsapp from the saudi air so when the so here's the thing is that you know you don't know was this the was this in a malicious intent from Mohammed bin salam or was it his phone was infected so they sent a video file over there that was infected and it got it, it got uh bezos so i mean that's one of the things oh Let's look at Bezos's bank account. Let's see what what let's see what other stuff that you can hack when you're inside the phone. So, phone security stuff is really scary moving forward. That's why folks don't keep your cryptos on your phone. And it's always a good idea to have a secondary phone where you even have your two factor authentication and stuff. So, keep that stuff clean. You don't want to have that data on your phone where it's easily accessible. I know it's
0: convenient to have all your on your phone, but it's not safe. You don't want a digital STD. So you've heard of STDs. This is a DSTD, mm. right? You gotta watch out for those. Maybe, yeah. So Jeff, lock down your uh, your stuff there, buddy, because uh, they're they're trying to to get to you there. Uh, privacy is super important. Uh, back to Bitcoin, Mister Travis. Right. This article mm-hmm. here on uh, the Coin Telegraph headline is Bitcoin price matches stock to flow forecast as the hundred K having. Nears, and the article goes on to say that Bitcoin now almost perfectly aligns with the historically accurate price chart, which has charted its growth from pennies to digital gold. They're saying, according to their model, is that it is exactly where it's supposed to be. If you look on the the charts here, and they're saying through this analysis that Bitcoin is on track for a hundred thousand dollars in twenty twenty one.
1: Yeah, so the stock-to-flow creator is an analyst known as Plan B. Uh, you know, he originally said that Bitcoin's going to hover around the average in the year before reward block having happens in May. and But now he's starting to say that by 2022, a single Bitcoin should be worth around $10,000. So the stock-to-flow model is it's, it's trending upward, saying that it's on track. To by the end of 2021, so they're saying by 2022. So that means the start of 22. So we have 24 months, essentially 23 months until it would maybe hit 10,000 or 100,000 dollars. So we shall see. There's all these people who have said this. There's all these models that have said that this is going to happen. Oh, we look at my my financial models and this and that, and this is going to happen. And historically, it's been correct, but now it's talking about bumping up to some big numbers. It's going from 10,000 to 100,000 to a million on this stock to flow, you know, thing. And so we'll see. We'll uh, you know see. what?
0: I'm, I'm only interested when the fashion models start talking about the price. I mean, they'll...
1: Uh, you know, check me out on Instagram. Send me a Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> uh, I love it. It's the coins, digital money. Out. Actually, maybe we should listen to this guy, Peter Brandt, who was a trader. This dude called the top of Bitcoin at 20000 when when that happened, almost hit 20000 And he is now saying that the weak hands are out. And if you're waiting for another dip to $6,000, it's it's too late. Bitcoin has hit the floor, and there's nowhere to go but up from here. Yeah, the strong hands own it.
1: Weak hands are out. And this guy's a longtime Bitcoin advocate, and he was saying a bullish streak is continuing. Now, we also interviewed this week um, Trader Cobb, and he's saying the same thing, that all of his indications look like it is on an upward trend. A lot of these traders are saying that it is on an upward trend. Everything is looking bullish. We are not financial advisors. We are not technical traders, uh, but we like to you know share the information from, from those of them who are that. And they say that, yeah, uh, it wouldn't be too long until we could hit some all-time highs this year potentially. But then again, take it with a grain of salt.
0: So the economy is doing well. You know, we're at all time uh, low, uh, like the lowest unemployment rate in 50 years, all time low unemployment for minorities in this country. The the world economies are benefiting, benefiting as a result. Many were predicting a recession a lot sooner. The last time was 2008, right, when we had the, the, the housing crash. And you found this article on CCN that references what could happen to bring about another crash.
1: Yeah, so Zillow, which is one of those companies that track all the different real estate that happens in America, they said they estimate that the U.S. housing market was worth over $33 trillion in 2018, and now it is over $35 trillion. And And what they're saying is that the U.S. housing market lost some steam last year, and there were some factors that went in to that. So, you know, there was a, there was a tight supply with homes that were available, residential homes, in 2018, a lot of that supply has has uh, has gone due to the, the so the price increased due to that weak supply. Well, now they're saying that the Fed is doing some things that can maybe handicap the rates. They're going to trigger the next housing uh, market crash. The UBS has uh, predicted three rate cuts this year, and more rate cuts are going to encourage unnecessary risk taking. So more banks are not going to be loaning money on higher risk type things and so even though the 2018-2019 had a very nice housing market that had, had a nice terrific time prices were rising uh, it seems that that we're going to see they're, they're seeing more homes spend more days on the market even though supplies are remaining tight but with these rate triggers it could be catastrophic to the housing
0: market potentially so they said hmm. we could have a big crash potential more predictions you know it's, it's all this sky is falling actually i'm looking out right now it's not falling at all it's very sunny the clouds are all in place i don't see any asteroids you know that are heading towards the planet that i feel threatened by i think everything's going to be okay mr travis right
1: well i don't know about all that because i'm looking outside and i see some white stuff falling so i don't know
0: that might be oh is it snowing falling. snowing yes. in missouri all right mm-hmm. then well you can have it this so it's falling Potentially good news coming to the U.S. Congress. You know, people are paying attention to crypto finally. And apparently last week, a bill was introduced, the Virtual Currency Tax Fairness Act of 2020. The bill's got the potential to solve a major issue with payments made via Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptos. And that an exception would be created for the potential capital gain taxes that often occur when digital assets are used in everyday commerce. It's a bipartisan bill. There's uh, one, two, (gasps) three, four. Yeah. (gasps) Mm. We're working together to solve the issues. Of course, you know, it's just a bill. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And sitting here on Capitol Hill, you know, they've got to propose it. And then the House has to pick it up. They have to debate it. Then they have to vote on it. Then they would have to, you know, say, okay, we're going to pass it. Then they send it to the Senate. And if the Senate passes it, then it goes to the president's desk. And if he signs it, it becomes a law. So there's a long way to go. But at least they're talking about this. Right. And that's what's important. That's right, Joel. I, too, am a bill. I am a Bill, and I did not
1: have sexual relations with that virtual currency, no matter what you say.
0: If Bill had sexual relations with Bitcoin, what do you get? Bitcoin SV? No. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Oh. 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 Speaking of, you know, Well, let's finish this real quick
1: before we get into that. I want to, before we go to the next one, because there's there's some key things on here. So if I might actually look at the article. So there was a previous version of this bill that was focused on implementing a tax exemption for transactions in the amount of six hundred dollars or less, which 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 seems reasonable. Well, now the Virtual Currency Tax Fairness Act of twenty twenty, capital gains tax are only exempt in situation where the gains are made by an individual as a result of a transaction would be two hundred dollars or less. And so some of those. So this this actually does open it up though. If you want to use your crypto debit card and buy some things with crypto that's under two hundred dollars. Transactions that are under $200 would not be uh, taxed additionally other than, I guess, the sales
0: tax that you're spending whatever money on. Mm. So that's interesting. Okay, that is interesting. Now, pretend that I said the thing about uh, Bitcoin SV now because that would lead to this great segue. (laughs) (laughs) Last week – Craig Wright, you know, his, his lawyer basically said that in the, uh, the documents he filed with the court over the case that's been going on, it only had his public keys in there, not the private keys, which actually prove access to Satoshi's fortune. So basically, Wright says he's not a trustee of his own keys, quote, because I'm smart enough not to be because then people could force me to actually move coins. You could take things from trustees. If it was mine, people could have seized assets from me. So he's not wrong about that. But, you know, what does he say about this here in this headline? Mm -hmm. Well,
1: well, he says that he's ninety nine point nine 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 percent sure that he's going to get the Bitcoin fortune. But he also uh, there was another article out there. He said that He does not have access to those keys. The judge said he does not have access to those $8 billion worth of crypto and thus that they aren't his. And so then he's saying this over here that he basically, he just doesn't have them. But then if he does have them, then he's going to be in contempt of court of some sort because the court said he needs to turn that stuff into the the Kleiman family, the estate of his family, and he's not doing that. So there's something crazy going on with that. That's a little uncertain. We don't really... It's I don't think all the cards have been played on, on on the table yet.
0: Don't be such a climbing. OK, you know, I I, I wrote him because he's been on the show before I wrote him and asked him if he'd be willing to debate, you know, like a, a Bitcoin maximalist. And he says, I'm done. basically the tenor of the email was, no, I'm done debating idiots. Uh, Bitcoin SV is the real Bitcoin. That's all. So he doesn't okay. even want he doesn't. Yeah, he's not interested in having conversations. He just uh, he says he's right. And that's Craig Wright.
1: You know what? There's a lot of ego involved with that. That's for sure. To say, <laughs> yeah, I am thanks. right. I will not going to debate anybody about anything. SV is it. If not, eat a bag of. And he's just, it's a little obtuse to deal with the guy at this point. You know what I mean? Like, we've had him on. He was pretty cool when we had him on the show. He didn't seem to be rude. Uh, but I think he's just tired of talking to all these people about this stuff and he's done
0: with it. Maybe. So the big uh, World Economic Forum took place this week in Davos. And what is the news of the blockchain world coming there out of Switzerland?
1: Yeah. Uh, So Sheila Warren is the head of blockchain and distributed ledger technology at the World Economic Forum. Sheila Warren probably should get a hold of her, try to get her on a show. So they're, they're having some conversations is that we need to have a blockchain bill of rights. And, you know, I think that in some ways that would be quite helpful as long as they don't infringe upon the rights, as, as tends to happen sometimes. But, you know, we, we, we do need to be able to there's, – there's certain rights I think that we should be able to have. And, and so they, they begin to say that, you know what, we need the right to own and manage our own data. We have that agency and interoperability, the privacy and security, the right to data protection – Transparency and accessibility, the right to information about the system, accountability and governance, the right to understand the available recourse. And so they're they're creating the initial draft of the, the Blockchain Bill of Rights. It's going to be tested at the World Economic Forum uh, this week. It's going on right now. And over the course of the year, the council will then uh, add additional input into the document via roundtables and interviews. So, yeah, that's what's happened to Sheila Warren. And uh, Samidha Desmukh is uh, the two that are leading that. And it's pretty interesting. Travis, did you know that BitBoy has his own website? Yeah, I do. Yeah. BitBoy. And uh, he's one of the uh, the beards in BitChain, one of the mm-hmm. Bitcoin and BitChain Brayer beards or something. I don't know what it's called. Beards, and,
0: yeah. blockchain beards and blockchain. Yeah. BitBoyCrypto.com. And he's got a story right here. It's actually a press release that came out from a beer manufacturer, the family known as Corona, which, by the way, I'm not a beer drinker, but in college that was you know when well after college when i started working in nightclubs as a dj corona was all i drank with a little twist of lime in it right that's that's how you drink it and very successful company, but this press release says, and let me just read a little bit of it for you here. Anyone who understands positioning from a market standpoint would assert that Corona is best known for being a cool, crisp, and refreshing brew, best enjoyed with a slice of lime, and they wouldn't be wrong about the positioning of a brand name that is. It goes on to talk about the the family and their purpose in what they have. Well, here's the deal. They are launching the new Corona Coin, and it's going to be used for tokens in gameplay they're getting into the online gaming world mr travis right
1: mm-hmm. yeah and and the word corona is a white or a colored circle or set of concentric circles of light seen around a luminous body such as the sun or the moon that is the corona and that's the name of the family the name of the beer you've had you've had the beer you've seen the commercials they got a lot of very innovative commercials on there but um so i think the day-to-day operations of the corona beer brand has been managed you know, for the last you know, generation or two, they're not, they're not in that, but I think they, they own a big stake. And so they make a lot of profits from that. Now they're looking to, you know, they looked into the future and they said, hey, this online gaming thing and blockchain gaming and just gaming in general, esports is becoming huge. And so they are going to, they launched their own new Corona
0: coin. I wonder how many Corona coins it takes to buy a beer,
1: Mister Joe.
0: I don't know, but they're looking at offering prizes, including tuition or education paid, mortgages cleared, your college debt cleared, new cars, dream Disney vacations and tours. And this is the first step. So the original coin, from my understanding, is that it's not crypto, but they wanted to launch it as crypto. It's just that there's so much regulation; they wanted to get this out. So the goal is to move it to crypto and uh, i guess right now the site is not quite up to date but we were told in a few days they're going to be launching the new site with a lot more information at coronagames.com so i don't know go over there pop a cool one and see what you guys think of it
1: it does say they are open for pre-registration now Uh, they're going to launch on march 4th 2020 41 days away so right now it says when they're launching the first corona game coin the Corona Family is launching the first online family-friendly game site that allows you to win real-world prizes. Value per coin one dollar for one dollar. You can you can start accumulating coins to play the first of many games uh, that they're releasing. I think they said then they said they're going to release a new game every month or something. So they're you're going to We'll work see. On
0: we'll see. Yeah, we we'll Be the gonna first see. of
1: one thousand people to sign up. You get know, on the private list and you probably get some additional stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and sign up
0: right now, Mister JoCom. Get yourself a cool one, Ms. Travis Right, And while you're at it, why not share Moby with our listeners? Moby Pay, yes.
1: Good stuff, Mr. Joel Kahn. Money's been around for thousands of years. I'm actually working on a new presentation called Funny Money, which is the past, present, and future of money, you know, from shells and precious metals and minted coins and paper money and credit cards and now digital currencies and crypto assets. And the transfer of money, if you ever had to go to a bank, send some money internationally or whatever, just a huge, cumbersome fiasco. But now payments are going mobile. And MobiPay, M-O-B-I-E-P-A-Y, they have an ecosystem with these three core applications that let users spend or send money and digital currency worldwide from their phone in seconds. Even if you don't have a bank account, they also have some cashback programs. They're really cool stuff for merchants, where, where people can actually use crypto to buy a gift card that is the exact amount of that transaction, and then that eliminates some of those credit card fees as well for the for the merchants. So that's really cool, and uh, it's just a it just creates this. And there's also the Moby Coin. So there's a really cool ecosystem that is being developed. They're creating this really interesting loyalty reward program. So, they're doing a lot, but they got a lot of great talent there. They got some really brilliant people on the team, and we are advising them as
0: well. We think it could be a winner. It's mobipay.io. Check it out there, gang. And let's go around the world and see what's happening. Let's visit Venezuela, but from a distance. Because right now it's not really a place you want to go because uh, people are starving there because their economy sucks and inflation is at all time highs. Apparently, their uh, their dictator, I mean their president, Nicolas Maduro, has announced a crypto casino to support the Petro and the public. I to me, this seems like such a stupid thing. Like people are starving and uh and we're going to have a casino right now to support their new cryptocurrency which i'm sure they're going to kill as well which by the way i believe is illegal to own if you're an american
1: yeah, you may not own any of that around the world news so akon the rapper he has finalized an agreement for get this akon city in senegal and he's been working on developing his own city now that's i mean that's pretty. It's pretty impressive to uh, be like, you know what? I'm so successful at yeah, rap, I'm gonna have my own city. Yeah, I Travis City. Uh, yeah, I don't think they do that. So, Senegal's in West Africa, and they are working. They they began the construction phase in March of 2019, and uh, stage two is going to be going on in 2025. So, they're gonna be. Well, they starting, they're starting this from scratch. Was it like no city at all, no infrastructure? And they just said, hey, this is a nice piece of land. Let's build a city here.
0: Is that what's going on? I, I guess. And it's going to be powered by a coin, right? That's mm-hmm. the name of the cryptocurrency that he's using. I mean, it's seriously ambitious. And in the story, you'll find a link to his Instagram where he's posting pictures. But they just finalized the agreement, and they want everybody to come visit one day. He's... uh city's going to have its own airport and it runs completely on solar power using the crypto a coin as a form of currency in everyday life
1: so is he just going to be the mayor for life or it's like i mean that's interesting uh to be determined i'm sure we'll update more on this as time goes on speaking of news in other countries we must have no we have more news for you mr jolcom i guess we're going
0: to russia now was that the right one that was the one that was next right yeah, Russia Russia's new prime minister sets course for digital economy. He's called on the country to prioritize the use of cryptos and he wants institutional reforms there in Russia. The state should become digital platform that is created for people, he said, quote unquote. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Da, очень хорошо. Blockchain will play an important role with major firms in Russia. Now, this is one of those things that's always interesting is because I don't know how many times we've reported on Russia. Russia hates blockchain. Oh, Russia's mining Bitcoin. Russia's eliminating cryptocurrencies. Oh, blockchain's going to play an important role for, like, some of these countries like flip flop, you know, like China was like blockchain bad. Now, blockchain good. Like, it's,
0: it's well, interesting. it's a big country and there's a lot of different departments and people in authority. And so just like here, you know, SEC says one thing about crypto. CFTC says another thing. IRS says another thing. And, you know, the left hand doesn't seem to know what the right hand's doing. And so who's going to be the you know, who stands up and says, no, this is this is the truth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the truth. Well, you know what? I mean, so I, I, I do, uh, you know, reward the the flexibility of them to continue learning. Right. And I don't know that we've heard anything from from our our president other than Bitcoin bad. I don't like Bitcoin. The U.S. dollars huge and going to be great. But we've not heard anything, you know, from blockchain innovations within the U.S. government. You have China. You have Russia that are and other countries that are, I mean, are we going to be left behind when it comes to the whole blockchain thing? And half the blockchains are being built here. We got all these innovative minds and they're leaving. So it's interesting.
0: Yeah, I have no idea. Well, let's bring some controversy back over here stateside. So this article in Coindesk is controversial for a couple reasons. One, because of what it says, and two, because of the response to it. So, you know, we've talked quite a bit about EOS Voice uh, that is the social platform that Block One intends to launch on EOS. And we even started a, a side show, a side chain, if you will, a side chain podcast called EOS Voice News. And we've been trying to get uh, Brendan Bloomer, the CEO of Block One, or anybody from Block One to talk to us. And so far, they've said nothing. The last episode we did, we talked about their intent to launch the beta of voice around february 14th 15th somewhere around there right international love day yeah Yeah. but now here's the deal this article on coindesk again this is controversial says that block one will not launch eos voice on eos itself and that is highly controversial if true because how do you not run uh, you know your social network on the platform that you raised four billion dollars. You know to to make a blockchain.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a an FAQ on their website that says while Voice is in beta and a highly iterative state, it will be run on a purpose made EOS IO blockchain. In time, we would like Voice to leverage the EOS public blockchain and potentially others that meet the performance and government's de- governance demands of voice and so they said that they will launch it on the eos public blockchain and maybe they will maybe they won't but it's it just cost a lot uh, of, of trans for those transactions like it well, was it cost you a dollar to create a new account and mm-hmm. does, there's all these other fees associated with that and so some projects are leaving eos and moving over to what links chain and some other ones and wax and some other stuff
0: yeah, be paying attention. Hopefully, we'll have somebody from Lynx Chain on the show soon. Our friend uh, Kurt Braggett, who's been on the show before, is building a Chirp, which is a decentralized Twitter that I've been playing with on uh, on the Lynx Chain. More about that in the future. But Brendan Bloomer is saying that Brady Dale uh, is providing – factual inaccuracy in spite of them providing information the tweet says already three people in this thread that brady dale's reached out to who attempted to provide factual accuracy and all of them were ignored so there you know and i don't know all the details of this you guys can go to the show notes and read the article and then you could read this very long thread if you're interested in the uh in the drama here but apparently coindesk is being accused of not reporting accurately.
1: Mm. Well, you know, voice has been very, I would say, elusive when it comes to real information about the platform. Like they announced they were going to launch it, and they, they announced it like in June of last year, and then just radio silence until one blog post a couple months ago where they said, oh, we're going to launch it in February 14, 2020, the initial beta, blah, blah, blah. Radio silence. And here's the thing. You mentioned it. They got $4 billion, $4 billion uh, of, of, of uh, you know, for they did that ICO for EOS, which was unbelievable that some company could be worth $4 billion or raise $4 billion and have zero deliverables, uh, essentially vaporware at that point. However, they were standing on the shoulders of, you know, uh, the, the creator, Dan Larimer, who created, you know, steam and who created bit shares and so like oh, this this guy again so he's going to do this and so it should be good we put all the faith in it so we want to see we want to see voice be delivered and and do what it's we want to see voice do what it says it was going to do
0: yeah and we'd like to talk to somebody they keep uh putting us off and maybe if i'm you know keep saying this they'll never talk to us but come on gang well, obviously we were you know, fans of the idea, and we'd like to see it succeed because we really need decentralized social media on the web. And mm-hmm. certainly there's some solutions that, you know, we've been playing with Karma, uh, Bravo, you know, Somi, and a number of others. But uh, Block One has the resources to really launch something that could have a significant impact. So I mm-hmm. uh, hope you guys get it together over there. Uh, speaking get of getting the- it together, Peter Schiff needs to get it together. You know, Peter's been on the show a very long time ago, more than two years ago. He was one of our early interviews. He's the gold bug that doesn't believe in Bitcoin. And just this week, apparently he lost his Bitcoin. And he says owning crypto was a bad idea because his password is no longer valid. I knew owning bitcoin was a bad idea, I just never realized it was this bad. Sounds like user malfunction to me.
1: Yeah, it it's you know, I think he didn't have a whole lot of bitcoin from what it sounded like that maybe somebody had 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 um, you know, sent him or given given him some some additional coins uh back in the day. I, what I heard was he had about $100 worth of bitcoin once upon a time and then he lost his who knows what wallet he had it on. Uh, what device he lost it, or he said that some he said that, that um that the wallet forgot his password and his password was exactly correct. Uh, and Pompliano, Anthony Pompliano, he he said that is it if, if he was if he just forgot his password and he said my wallet forgot it and the software just executes the commands that humans give it, it can't forget anything. Email me and I'll help you recover the lost Bitcoin. That's what Pompliano sent that, but. He said that it looks like it's probably gone for good. Eric Voorhees set up the wallet for me, Schiff said, and he thinks that there's nothing I can do, but you're welcome to try if you have any ideas. And one thing is one thing is interesting about this is that if you go to his website, I think it's goldmoney.com, you know, you can buy or there's shiftgold.com and goldmoney.com. You can
0: actually buy gold with Bitcoin, but you can't buy gold with silver. Huh. So, That is funny. Well, here's Peter Schiff's tweet. A lot of people came down on him really Hard. I mean, some people in the crypto community were as douchey to him as he's been to Bitcoin. And I don't think that that's necessary. I don't think we should be celebrating somebody not understanding it. But he tweeted, had I actually forgotten the password to my Bitcoin wallet, it would be okay, as I would eventually remember it and figure it out by trial and error. But since I know my password and it doesn't work, there's no way to guess a new random password that may or may not unlock my wallet. What about his seed phrase? I mean, I this just doesn't make sense. You, that's not how blockchain works. Your, your password doesn't suddenly just not work. There's a key, and your key unlocks your crypto on the blockchain. That's true. That's how it works. That's how it works. By the way, on Twitter, sad story here, Mr. Travis. I didn't know why Mr. Peanut was trending You know, from, from uh, uh, Planters Peanuts. But apparently in the Super Bowl commercial, Mr. Peanut attempts to save the life of Wesley Snipes and Matt Walsh. And he dies at the age of 104. They've actually they've killed off Mr. Peanut after 104 years.
1: So what are they going to do? They're going to have Mrs. Peanut or um, Ms. Ms., uh, Zer Peanut or what are they going to do?
0: Zer Peanut. I don't know, but people are mourning. I have have to watch the commercial now to see it. The estate,
1: he just goes. You know what? We're just gonna kill off the swoosh. Screw it. We're done.
0: Yeah, the estate killed off Mister Peanut. Hopefully, somebody has uh, retrieved his monocle and cane because that's uh, that's kind of historic there. Maybe they can
1: just go planters' warts and just have a wart be the.
0: That's not anything to do with cryptocurrency. That's what we call a rabbit trail, good listeners. Uh, Back to crypto, this uh, tweet from Jack Dorsey says that Twitter is considering Bitcoin tipping via Square. Of course, Jack is the CEO of both Square and Twitter, so you would think he would be a big fan of finding a way to integrate Bitcoin with the Twitter platform.
1: Yeah. You know, he's been a big fan of that. He owns, he owns, he runs two companies, right? That's a busy dude. He runs Twitter. I would say he kind of runs Twitter. Uh, He runs it in the ground and he's doing a really great job with Square, right? Square is one of those financial solutions where, you know, you can easily swipe and for small businesses, Square is just a a, a godsend for them. Well, you know, integrating crypto payments and then, you know, Dorsey likes to stack sats himself. And uh, it it should be interesting. It would make sense. Like imagine you got a tweet. Oh, I like this tweet. I'm gonna send them some. I'm gonna send them a hundred sats. Right? That would be cool. I'd probably utilize that instead of just a a like button.
0: Send them some. Send them some cryptos. That'd be fun. Good idea. I, I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. There's been plugins that you could use to tip people, you know, on Twitter with crypto, but not native to the platform. Uh, there's that one platform uh, altcoin that I found called Snacks. S-N-A-X snacks.1 that allows you to send their snacks cryptocurrency to other Twitter users. And yeah. that's kind of fun. You get rewarded in snacks for your activity on the Twitters. And um, apparently I'm raking in. I now have one point five million snacks. So if anybody wants some snacks, I'm happy to send this uh, worthless token to you.
1: That's very nice. I actually have. I think close to a million snacks. I think it's good in there. So you're so
0: do. you, do you like snacks, Travis? I'm a Big fan of snacks. All right, are you? I can guarantee there's at least one person out there that cringed when I said snack. Who did that? What is that from? I I, I do it. I I sometimes I share my speech a little bit and I talk funny. So okay. So one more time, snack,
1: snack.
0: Uh, so just so you know, uh, the real Donald
1: Trump has 1.3 billion schnack. Oh, he should um,
0: uh, you Just know the what? Bieber's number two. Too wealthy.
1: Barack Obama,
0: he's number three. That was almost Bill Clinton that you yeah, did there. I don't know. Barack, Barack Obama. Uh, okay, we got a couple more stories to check out here. Interesting stories. This one here on Cointelegraph.com by Dylan Love. Dylan says, Wild Cards purports to save indent in indentured endangered species. With technical first for Ethereum, they are deploying on the mainnet something called a Scalable Harburger Tax Contract, and it might just help save at-risk animals. How? Not sure.
1: Sounds interesting, though.
0: So Wild Cards is a platform that represents endangered animals as non-fungible tokens. The NFTs are for sale, so they can be traded often to generate funds for the organizations they support. So, for example, organizations doing relief work for the Australian wildfires might list tokenized koalas for sale, and money spent on those tokens goes to an associated organization. Wow. So basically, cool people, yeah, yeah, animal tokens on wildcards are launching a project that is supposed to uh, do good stuff, and they hope to release the token standard soon. So like CryptoKitties, mm. but with a pur- uh, purpose.
1: Yeah, it says this. Animal tokens on wild cards are actually always for sale. As you buy, you have to immediately set a selling price for someone to buy that token from you. But you pay a percentage of that designated selling price called a harbinger tax uh, in order to prevent you from settling that price to $5 million. Our system is then scalable because all these tokens are managed by a single smart contract. So it's, it sounds interesting. It's a percentage of that money goes to help out the... The animals and Lord knows in a lot of those regions, man, especially all those fires that was over there in Australia. They had so many poor animals got uh, got hurt, injured and killed and stuff. And so this is kind of a nice way to give back, especially to endangered animals.
0: Brutal. Yeah, they, they definitely need there. And speaking of animals, another completely unrelated story, just because I happen to be trolling Twitter at the moment. NHL mascot Gritty is under police investigation following allegations of physical assault the mascot for the philadelphia flyers is being investigated for allegedly pushing a 13 year old boy during a meet and greet that's
1: don't do that gritty
0: that's really really gritty 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 looks like if you look at gritty he looks like somebody who would who might do that have you seen a picture of this dude i have not like gritty looks like freaky like i don't know what they're smoking in philadelphia but maybe that explains why he's flying yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gritty speaking right, of sports final... balls mr travis right uh, the fourth
1: chiefs balls. go into the super bowl that is true chiefs are going to the super bowl it's pretty exciting i was there at the game with my son craziness um the chiefs are putting up a lot of points man they put up 51 points in uh the first game and when they played, they were down 24 they ended up putting up 51 they put up 34 that's this game they're doing good. We should see what what's going to happen. I think the Super Bowl is going to be a going to be one of those barnstormer games where it's going to be full of action. I don't think it'll be low scoring at all. It shouldn't be. The Chiefs don't normally. But Chiefs since Mahomes been quarterback, we've only had one time where we've scored under twenty three points. So I would say there's a pretty good lock that we're going to score more than twenty three points. Uh, who knows how many we get overall? Should be fun to watch. I'm just happy during the Super Bowl. If they lose, it's not going to break my heart too much because I've never seen my team in the Super Bowl. So. First thing you is, go. you got to get to a Super Bowl. I'm good, and uh, if they win, that's great. If they don't, that will suck, but that's life. It's not going to hurt me either way. But we do have another do piece you, of sports uh, news.
0: Yeah, how do you feel about the basketball, sports ball?
1: You know what? Uh, I went to school at the University of Kansas, so I'm not really a fan of NBA, but it's really interesting that NBA is the, uh, the Sacramento Kings. They reign over the crypto fan collaboration with a live auction platform, and they have a small market, but they do have a very big reach. The the Sacramento Kings uh, will, will will create this live auction for gear with this blockchain based app, and uh, starting on January fifteenth, fans were then able to bid live on in game sports gear, like you know maybe jerseys that players were wearing or patch or patches or different things that different things that was going maybe game like balls that were used in the game, and uh, so fans can can bid on game worn gear. And they have this golden one center app, and it's uh uses the blockchain to be able to uh to support those virtual auctions.
0: Pretty cool. Yeah. Blockchain's so over, it's it's so 2018, it's just its day has passed. Mm-hmm. It's done actually. 2016,
1: there. Fast Company named the Kings the most innovative team in sports, so they're always out there trying stuff. And then you know, the U.S. sports memorabilia market's over five billion dollar a year industry, so you know combining the two add a little blockchainification to it using some innovations and and engaging your fans with your your unique fan rewards and loyalty programs it's cool stuff
0: a little bit of blockchain in my life a little bit of bitcoin would be nice and that's going to wrap up our bad news all the stuff so you could snooze Mm -hmm. very good and thank you so that's what's going on
1: now, folks. Uh, if you liked all of that, uh, you know, let us know. Shoot us a review. We're trying to get 1,000 reviews on iTunes by the end of March. If you can help us out. I know we got like 830, 840-something there. So if you can leave a review, uh, that would be really helpful. Uh, or rate it either, too. Just click the star or leave the star and leave a review. That would be magical. We would really appreciate that.
0: Yep. Stay mad. Oh, no, wait. No. Um, stay glad. No, that's not it either. Uh, stay. Fad? It's a fad.
1: Be be bad. It's fun to do bad things.
0: Be had. Be rad.
1: Stay stay rad. (laughs) Stay bad. Stay vlog. Who's bad?